0: and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and once again I'm delighted to see that I'm joined by the Daily Records Andy Newport and Sunday Mail Chief Football writer Scott McDermott. And there is only one show in town this week as we build up to Sunday's Viaplay Cup final. Rangers taking on holders Celtic. Uh, Both of you were at the managers press conference yesterday, is that right? We
1: were,
0: yes. Sitting side by side.
1: Oh no, no, daily Sundays, nothing <laughs> do with each other, set aside to <laughs> the room, not even really acknowledging each no. other.
0: So there was no awkward. No, oh. no <laughs> out- what
1: awkward is Michael Bale and Ange Postacoglio sitting next to each <laughs> other. That was, that was brilliant.
0: So you've written in the back page today, Michael Bale saying uh, he wants his players to be completely honest with him ahead of the game. He's obviously got doubts over Key men, John Lundstrom, Malik Tillman, Ryan Jack, didn't feature in the win over Livingston on Saturday. Key Marruth did come off the bench and scored, but he's been added to that list. How difficult, first and foremost, do you think is it for a player? Honest, totally honest, when it's an occasion as big as this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it will be tough. Obviously, all the guys will want to play. Um, You know, it's a huge game, chance to win a, a trophy. Um, you know, for the guys like you know Ryan Jack, it'll be the chance to sort of complete the set, as, as Michael Beale said yesterday, um of having what seems to be one elite title in a Scottish Cup, um, yeah, it will, it will be a you know a tough thing to to have to come out and, and you know you know basically rule yourself out if, if that's what Michael Beale's asking of them. But you know, I I, I can see where Michael Beale's coming from. You know, this is a game where you know, we, we, we sort of asked them yesterday: is that, is this a game that you can into having guys playing only 80% fit and he didn't, you know, he sort of seemed, no, he, 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 that's when he mentioned, you know, we, we can't have guys showing bravado, they have to be honest with them, and, you know, tell them straight that, you know, whether or not they're up to it, so, yeah, it won't be, it'll be difficult, I, I, I totally, you know, I can empathise with the players who, you know, they might be touch and go and think, you know, maybe they they just want to try and kick off and, and start the game and see how they, how they go, but you know, if they break down and, you know, you have, you have to waste a, a sub early. Um, I can imagine that would frustrate Michael Beale. So yeah, it's going to be difficult. But in these circumstances, you really need to put the team first.
2: So I, I totally understand where, where the manager's how, come from. How much do you think this is mind games, though, Andy, getting I mean, I don't doubt that, No one or two, maybe in theory, those players have got have get, no knocks getting into the game. But I get the feeling, I might be totally wrong, but I get the feeling come Sunday morning, most of these guys, if not all, will declare themselves fit. What do you think? I tend to agree with you. film, to
1: be honest. I mean, I did. You messaged me earlier on, Scott, and I, I was I was thinking along similar lines that, you know, I actually had a quick look to see, you know, obviously Malik Tillman had just been sensational in that game against Partick Thistle. The last time we saw him, in the second half, you know, it was him that really sort of drove the team on um, when they were in a bit of a sticky patch. They weren't particularly playing brilliantly in the first half. Um and then so then obviously we had a big you know game against Celtic, but we weren't quite sure what the pitch at Hamden would be like. I, I didn't think it would be the wisest idea to basically trust your, your key man on that Astro at Almondvale. So I actually had a look back and to see how, um, you know, how many minutes uh, Mark Tillman has played this season on plastic surfaces. So the opening day of the season, he was he came on at half time, to be fair. Again, sort of got Rangers out a sticky patch, helped Rangers get a sticky patch against Livy in the opening day. But again against Kelly, you know, we rested that game as well, um, only played the last 12 minutes. So part of me thinks you know, he's, he's, he's not played 90 minutes yet on an Astro. Part of me thinks this might just be mind games, that he might just be, the manager might just be, you know, try to pull a fast one over Celtic and just keep them in reserve. But, you know, we, we don't get to see what goes on at training. We don't know if this supposed hand, hamstring strain is, is true right enough. But like you, I would not be at all surprised if uh, the team sheets came out just uh, before 2 o'clock on Sunday and Malik Tillman's name's in starting, the starting team.
0: Of all the players listed, Scott, I mean... You probably, maybe you've answered the question because you, you, you put so much emphasis on them there. But of all injured players, which one do you think if you could only have one of them of the four listed, who would you who would you want to be available?
2: Um, to be honest, Gav, I mean you, you maybe expect me to say Tillman and mm-hmm. it would definitely be a close call, but <coughs> I would argue that maybe Lundstrom for How me. I, I think Lundstrom, especially when you think of the semi final against Celtic at in last year. No, yeah. he was out, outstanding, arguably, man of the match. Well, he gave Rangers a real physicality, dominated. I thought he dominated that day, well, though the midfield where obviously Celtic are really strong. Um in terms of his phys- physique he is different to Rangers' other midfielders. Um he's obviously got loads of other attributes on the ball as well. So I mean, if Tillman's not there, it would be a blow, obviously, because he's been he's been terrific. As Andy said, the last game he played. He was excellent again, um, and he does, he does give Rangers something different. I think he would give Celtic something different to worry about in that kind of you know, number 10 or, or number 8 attack midfield, whatever you call it, uh, in that role. But Rangers are, are pretty well off for guys in that area when you think Cantwell's there and they've got Kent and they've got Sakala and they've got you know, Hadji coming back and stuff like that. So, I mean, would it be, would it be that? Bigger blow if Tillman maybe doesn't make it Or has to start the bench I would probably make an argument to say uh, no, You'd rather see Lundström start And 100% fit Because I think Rangers are going to are going need him Big time on, on Sunday
0: Okay Andy, so if everybody's fit The back five The back four and the goalkeeper Pick itself Would you have that with Lundström, Raskin Sakala uh, Well, hang on Sorry, what, what would be your... You tell me what your 11 would be, Andy, if well, everybody
1: was fit. Well, obviously McGregor and goals. Tavernier, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, is your back four, I think, is pretty much nailed on as the, the, the starting mm-hmm. defence. Um, uh, certainly, I, I, I agree with Scott. Um, as much as I don't think John Lundstrom has been at his absolute peak this season um, and has been actually disappointing in a, quite a few games... Um, I'm still not entirely convinced that Glenn Kamara is mm-hmm. back uh, in top form either, and I'm quite intrigued. We've obviously had a, a couple of small glimpses of Kamara and Raskin together. It'd be quite interesting to see mm-hmm. how Raskin and Lundstrom, um, slot slotting alongside each other. I mean, I thought Raskin was terrific and on Saturday. Um, just such a positive influence, you know, in that in that midfield. You know, every time he gets in the ball, his first intention is to pass forward. Um, and that might seem, you know, uh, you know, quite a simplistic thing to say, but I think for so long, this Rangers defence has been a bit steady, a bit cautious, a bit, you know, the first instincts to pass backwards or sideways. I and mean, we've got somebody in the other so direct and just wants to get the ball into the feet of the striker, or the, or the number tens. It just makes such a difference. It adds a new dynamic to this team. Um, and I think if you could add to him alongside, perhaps the steeliness of of Lundstrom and I think we're asking put himself about as well. So you know, I think that, that could be an interesting blend. So I'd be quite interested to see how they two get along. Um, and then as for the rest, uh, you know, I think if, if Tillman okay I said earlier on, you know, it's not a game for somebody eighty percent fit, but if he's ninety percent fit and above, I think you go because I think he's just he's such a he has been in such good form since Michael Beale took over. Ryan Kent is an absolute stick on Yeah. And I tend to think that, again, this isn't a game that you can gamble in, but the way that Kamal Roof mm-hmm. back, obviously, you know, had a shoulder injury in the semi-final, but looked so sharp against Aberdeen before he got that. Looked mm. really sharp when he came on. If, he, if he's fit, and that's a big if, because, you know, he's only played a handful of games this season, you know, in its entirety. But if he's fit, I think it's quality. And... Um, I, I think he's just got a lot more quality than, than uh, Carlos. Carlos obviously offers you a different type of option, but Ruth's such an intelligent player uh, and, you know, did so well when Michael Beale was, was here previously assisting Stephen Gerrard the year they won the league. I think if he's fit, I would be tempted to throw him in because he, he did look sharp when he came on at the weekend again. Mm-hmm. maybe if you can only go for an hour, that, that's fine. Then you've got someone like Sakala to come on who could uh, exploit the spaces as the game's opening up when the legs are tiring. So, and then uh, Morelos up front would be, would be my, my pick. So that would be probably where I would go. If, if again, that comes down to these likes of Tillman and Ruth being, being fat enough.
0: Scott, I was going to see Sakala, Tillman, Kent and then Morelos up front before I, I, I stopped myself. I, I, I do think that's the kind of team that people are generally... Maybe expecting, okay. Andy's made an argument for Ruth. What I was going to say, I mean, there, there was a bit of a debate uh, immediately after the, the Livingston game of whether Roof ahead of Morelos. But I mean, do you think there's any chance of that? Scott? Is there any argument to be made to play Roof ahead of Morelos central?
2: I, I think in a perfect world, Gavin. This is only my opinion. I think in an ideal world, Michael Beale would start Kamar Roof up front ahead of Alfredo Morelos, but. I, but Roof's fitness mm-hmm. is such that I don't think he's quite ready for that yet to go in, go in for the start as the number nine. I don't really think Rangers, again, fitness-wise, can can rely on him to do that job just yet. But mm-hmm. I think I've said on here before, I think of all the strikers Rangers have got, Roof is the one that Beale rates the highest. So if everything was perfect fitness for him, I think there's every chance that Roof would start ahead of Morelos through mm-hmm. the middle. I mean, it's interesting, what Andy says, because I I hadn't really, when I was thinking about the team. I hadn't really thought about playing Roof and Morelos, but as an option, I mean, Roof, yeah. Roof played that role, kind of slightly off the right into the kind of three pronged attack. He played that a lot in the the title winning season. I think Andy will correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, Bill um, Bill does like him. There yeah. uh, and he has always said since he came back, Bill, that he'd like to get two proper strikers in that three. Um, mm-hmm. He's mentioned a few times about Cholak, Marelos Morelos playing together and stuff. Obviously, Ruth was, was unfit, so it's interesting that as an option, my instinct says he, he probably will go with Sakala, but Ruth is certainly an option uh, off the right, if he's fit enough, as Andy says, to go in beside Morelos. And I, I definitely think that would give Selkit a a different problem. Um, I agree with Andy on the midfield. I just ca- I can't see past Lundstrom and Raskin playing together if they're mm-hmm. fit, uh, as Andy says. Raskin, well, he gives them energy and tempo, which I think is the most important thing because I, I think that's been the criticism of guys like Jack and Kamara and, and even mm-hmm. Lundstrom at times, just yes, a bit, bit labelled, a bit slow. Raskin yeah. definitely gives them gives them more intensity. Um, and although, obviously, it'd be his first final, he's not played that many games, he looks like a boy that's ready just to get thrown in. He looks, to me, he looks perfect for this this fixture. So, like Andy, I would like to see Lundstrom and Raskin together. And I think if Kilman is fit, then he probably does get the nod over Cantwell. Um, And listen, I think Cant- if that is the case, I think Cantwell's a really good option for the bench mm-hmm. um, coming on. He's the type of guy that can change a game and have a real... And have a real impact as is sakala if he was to go with to go with roof beside morelos uh up front um but i mean the one thing i mean we're, we're talking about these different permutations if these guys are talking about our fit you well, know, the good thing for michael Beale's point of view is that whatever 11 he picks he's gonna have some really good options on the bench and you no know, I, I don't know what i, I don't know what you're and they think i can see this game going the distance with that extra time penalties I think it's going to be really tight, so you're going to need quality subs to come on and make an impact. And I don't think you could always have said that about Rangers, um, even in the last year or so. But if all these guys are fit, and then you're suddenly looking at a bench with maybe Kamara, Cantwell, Sakala, Cholak, I mean, no real quality on the bench there. I, th- I think that will be a real positive for Bill getting into again.
1: The entire Scottish media court cursing him now that he's jinxed it by mentioning extra time ahead of Sunday.
2: <laughs> tell, tell the one's <laughs> off on Sunday. That's, I'm that's, off. I'm off. Know. Can go all the way to penalties. <laughs> 10-9 in penalties. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: thing is, the thing about Morelos is there is, there, he hasn't lost Is that right? He hasn't lost a game That he started against Celtic since the last Final, is that correct? 2019 I'm sure I saw that statistic floating around You'll correct me if I'm wrong Must it you No Andy, you're looking puzzled
1: no? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to think So the two games that they've lost A
0: game he started, I'm sure I read that
1: But they lost, So they, he came off the bench The 4-0 game this year uh, Roof started the 3-0 game Last year Mm-hmm. Uh the game at Ibrox last season That the Celtic won. Um who started that game up front? I mean, Dark yeah, he was out for the last uh yeah. Yeah,
0: Okay, so there you go. There's, yeah. a, there's a start for you. <laughs> but, but but it tells you, I mean, it tells you something. I mean No, you don't I, think Scott? No, you don't I, no, you don't read it, uh, much into that, no? I'm,
2: I'm not sure I'm not sure if I'd read too much into that to be honest. <laughs> It's do you know? Four uh, years. Uh, Maybe it is. I don't know. In my mind, I've just got... I can visualise a lot of old Firm games where I don't think Morelos has done that that great. And, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's clouding, my, clouding yeah. my opinion. I mean, obviously, the title-winning season, you know, he scored a couple of goals against him and yeah. he played well in those games, but... Even the games where he didn't,
0: but, I mean, is that not the thing about him? I mean, even if you look back to some of those games, like, I mean, the one when he was... Uh, sent off you know at Celtic Park. Maybe he, he didn't score, but um, he did everything but score yeah, and yeah. a, a chance later on. But is that I'm not like, the thing about him that'll really kind of
2: Yeah listen you're right. I think he, he, he obviously he's he's unlike any other striker Rangers I've got. Um mm. and going up against Carter Vickers and Starfield I think you would want a kind of you no know, a kind of physical presence and Morelos definitely gives you that. Um mm. It's just whether he turns it on on yeah. the day. I mean, you we know what Morelos is like when he's on it, he can be you no know, breathtaking at times and unplayable, but you know, if, if he's not on it, then he can be a passenger at times, I think. Yeah. And then you then you look at you know, other guys like Ruth, who seem to give you a bit more in terms of yeah. off the ball and you no know, playing the channels, and you no, know, I think technically he's probably better uh, in terms of dropping off as well. So listen, different players give you different. They have a different skill set, but I don't think there's any doubt that Morelos is going to start the game. I think if you're going to start a game against Celtic and Morelos is fit for his physicality and the way he plays, you would always, I think, you would always look to look to start him. Um,
1: even then, when even when Morelos wasn't playing well to start the season, you know when he was fit, Giovan Broncos tended to go with him for the you know the European games just because of that. Yeah. Because Mm. You know, is as, as much as he was on fire the first half of the season, scoring a lot of goals, um, you know, really deadly whenever he got a chance in the box, he, he still didn't really, you know, he doesn't occupy centre-backs in the no. same way that, that Morelos does. And, you know, that's exactly, you know, there will be times where Rangers are going to be hemmed in, where they're going to, you know, need an out-ball. You know, for the best world in the world, I don't think that is Antonio Cholak's strength, is, you know, controlling balls thrown at his, his throat he's 60 yards away, whereas Morelos, you know, with that physicality of his you know that's something he can offer. So um you know I, I agree with Scott. I, I don't think there's any doubt that it'll be Morelos that starts and you know as much as again at the weekend, you know, he, he's 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 been he's certainly looked uh, a lot sharper, a lot leaner, a lot keener since um mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Beale came in. Um, he was uh, fairly anonymous at the weekend, but maybe that's just a lack of service. He also did win the penalty against Livingston, but um, you know he, he didn't do it all that much during the game. But you know, I'm totally going to be Scott. If, if I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if uh, there was anybody else starting up front for, for Rangers uh, other than, than him this weekend.
0: Scott, you touched on main games. Uh... With Michael Beale, and we we mentioned that um, when we're talking about the Ange Postecoglou lucky comment that he made, which you know went on for weeks, people having their say on it, and we spoke at the time about whether it was deliberate. Did he throw it out there, or was it naivety and he didn't realise the reaction he would get? We thought maybe he was trying to show his dressing room that I'll stand up, you know, that I'm I'm willing yep. to. You know, so the players would look up to him and things. Now it seems to be making a habit of this. Comments getting picked up on. There was a Chris Sutton one as the latest one. You know, where he had a nibble back at. Um he would nibble back at him on uh, asking if he would have made the same gesture, the sporting gesture as he did with Patrick this if it was against Celtic or that was a big European game or whatever it was. And he described Chris Sutton as the worst ever player to play for Chelsea, who he supported. And that has been, I mean, it's, it's exploded with people having their say on it. Again, what do you think? Was it deliberate? It, it, you know, did he know what he was doing here? Because you see the reaction or do you think it was naive? Or do you think it's a masterstroke?
1: uh I, I, just, I, just, I was i was i was in the room when he said that it. it was definitely definitely deliberate because was it, it was, right oh because it was you he, he, he obviously he obviously got asked in the broadcast presser mm-hmm. um, about the you know would, would you have done the same against celtic and he, mm-hmm. he, he swiped it aside made no mention of chris Sutton, or even you know didn't even sort of acknowledge that it was from these comedy act pundits But when we asked him a very similar question, that's when he sort of went off in one comedy pundits, dragging the game into the gutter. Mm And then he got asked a separate question that was very much down a different avenue. And that's when he brought it back and then made this comment about Chelsea's worst ever striker, not naming him by name, but, you know, Mm -hmm. leaving there's a little doubt who he was referring to. So for me, and I think we've discussed previously some of the comments that Michael Beale has... uh, being clobbered for a wee bit, you know, like a lucky man. I don't know, Scott was mm-hmm. in the room for that one. Mm-hmm. He just seemed like it was a sort of throwaway comment. Nothing, that he seemed he, that was something it didn't, to me. Scott was no better than I did. It, it didn't look like it was he put too much thought into it. This one was definitely something that he, he'd come out determined to make his point. Even the fact he, he chose to make it to the daily newspapers rather than the in front of the broadcast cameras seemed to me to be calculated because. You know you can perhaps a lot of managers used to like to do like to send their message out through the papers rather than do it in front of the TV camera. So, just on that point, I just thought I would make it clear that I, I definitely think it was something that came out with the intention of, the intention of saying.
2: Okay, so, if yeah. so is it clever? Um, I don't really know if it's clever or naive. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't mind it at all for Michael, but I think if Chris Sutton's going to have an opinion as he's. No more than entitled to to have then Michael Beals get every right to to have a wee pop back. I said, I I don't mind it, but I, I have got a, a, a kind of theory on this kind of Sutton Beal thing, and I know that Beal had the pop back at Chris Sutton when he was asked the question about Sutton's comment about the thistle goal, and that obviously kind of ignited it. I don't know what Andy thinks of this but. Mark and Ethereum and I actually think Michael Beale was more upped by uh, Chris's column the week before in mm-hmm. the, the Daily Record, and Chris had a real pop at him. I think he, I think he called him arrogant. I think he said if he'd eat himself. Yeah, yeah. If he's chocolate, <laughs> he'd eat himself. Taking all the credit for Stephen what, Gerrard's what? title. Last was one of the. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I genuinely think that really got to be far more than the thing about yeah. the, the official thing. I mean to me that yeah. was that was just nothing. That was just a, a question of you know, would, would they have done it against Celtic? I mean that's just I, mean, kind of, I think it was a in fairness to Chris I think was a, a, a wee we
1: you know kind of jokey
2: the that's the, a pub that's a pub question that's got things yeah. fan, no, punters yeah. were talking about the pub no you know, think you'd have done it against well, against LK. Honestly mm-hmm. I, I think the personal stuff
1: yeah
2: and and I'll tell you why, because immediately after that certain calm and Bill's press conference and no many people picked up on it, he deliberately made a point. I don't know if Andy heard this. Maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but he said it twice. When he mentioned Gerard, he says, I worked underneath Stephen Gerard. I worked underneath Gerard during that time. I think he even mentioned it again yesterday. And I th- that, that to me told me that that really irked him, that, that personal stuff about trying to claim the title no, try to claim Gerard's title. He did all the work and yeah. all the coaching stuff. I, I, I think he really took that personally. And I I, I genuinely think that's what's prompted yeah. the kind of real big yeah. on certain the Chelsea stuff. No, I don't well, think it's been anything to do with the
0: well, well, Celtic. Well, well, that's funny. That's actually funny you should say that because yeah, that probably was something that was much more critical than just than, than exactly. just. Pause and pause. Yep. So, Andy, Andy, just to be clear on that, then when Michael Bill was responding in the press conference and he had to go at Sutton, I know without naming him, was that in response to the tweet, or was it, or was it a more general thing, or was it just was he just asked about that because if Scott says maybe if he's had that sort of in his mind. It's been more of a, a general pop back at sort Kresson of, as opposed
1: yeah. to just on that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it, it was on a totally different subject because he, he was sort of asked. I'd sort of asked him if it. You know, obviously uh, the, the conversation at the time and the, and the press conference at that time. It was a sort of week on from the the party festival game and mm-hmm. sort of asking him. You know, he's obviously he went out in a limb and sort of. Was prepared to upset the crowd by giving that goal back to Patrick Thistle, mm-hmm. and I, we were sort of asking him, you know, did, does it matter to him whether he's a popular manager with the fans? Is it is he happy to, you know, make unpopular decisions if he feels it um, it's th- for the best for the club? And that's when he sort of, he, I'm, I'm just going to quote here. He was he was saying, um, I think history will determine that. I don't think anything I do. Right in this second will determine that. I think history will determine that. Emotions run high. They like one player. They don't like another. One scores one week and it isn't like the next. It isn't like to the next. It's the role of the fan growing up. And this is when he, he goes into the Sutton. He comes back to something at this point. This is why I think it's a, a sort of calculated move by him. Because growing up, I was a Chelsea fan. So there's one pundit around here who's the worst ever player to, uh, to play for Chelsea. That's why I won't mention his name because I try to forget him. Right. So as I say, so it, the, the conversation had moved on.
0: Right. Okay. So so he was
1: Scott still, he was still determined to to, to bring it back round. Right. The, okay.
0: His so, point. So Scott's, So I think Scott's probably hit the nail on the head, and he's maybe right. When 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 it's been said that it's a direct response to Sutton posing the question on the parting So it's maybe that's maybe not the case. He's may it's maybe been the kind of heavier criticism, you know, previously. It's obviously just that he's. He, uh,
1: it seems that he's got an issue with Chris Sutton. He was determined to make it
0: yeah. like that way. So, Scott, you're right. I mean, so I have noticed in some of the reactions, some people have kind of said, oh, "You know, what, what did Chris Sutton say that was going kind to of so bad?" And maybe yeah. that is that. Maybe, maybe the point is being missed. It's that it was just more of a general. It was he was having more of a general go, at Chris Sutton, rather than just that.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I definitely think it was the some of the personal stuff that wasn't maybe really picked up on. By certain people And everybody thought Oh he said I go at Chris Sutton For for questioning Whether he would mm-hmm. Give the goal against him. Always <laughs> kind of Questioning his integrity If you like But yeah. I, I genuinely Don't think it was about that I think yeah. I think Chris Had a bit of A kind of personal Dig at him As I said I think The stuff on Gerald Would have really Upped him And hurt him And I get the feeling That's what prompted His, uh, his kind of reaction Yeah
0: And You You know those who have criticised him and say, "Well, he should have risen above it. He should rise above it, and he's got bigger fish to fry. He shouldn't be letting sort of Chris Sutton get to him." It shows that he's kind of rattled. Does do you think? Do you go along with any of that? That it may, it then makes him look sort of a bit touchy and. and you know? I, think,
1: I think. it's uh given that it was what a, a week just over a week out for a cup final, mm-hmm. where he'll have known that you know if it if he doesn't get a result. On sunday then I mean, chris is going to be right back at him. yeah well it's a high risk strategy whether it's his way of, i mean i sort of wrote a piece this week saying i wondered if it's uh his way of sort of you know testing out which of these players can really handle that that pressure i mean obviously all firm games cup finals out of get pressure but you know this really has ramped up the pressure on them they, they need to get a result not just for themselves to get a trophy but to sort of ram it back down Chris Sutton's throat to t- effect. This is maybe yeah. a way of going right like, well which which of my players here are determined to come with me and they're determined yeah. to really, you know, go to the limits to make sure they get a result and we can ram these word, uh, these words back down Chris Sutton's throat. So um I wonder if that you know listen it's you know it's a bold move because if it you can absolutely be assured if 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 Rangers don't get a result uh Come, you know, five o'clock on Sunday, that Chris Sutton will be back at Michael Beal with a vengeance. So, but
0: but yeah, but I mean, if it was calculated, maybe he's thinking, Well, what have I got to lose? I've got to use every tool that I've got here. You know, he's got to use
1: if it it works, it's great management. If it doesn't, then he's going to look silly. Then that's
0: well, you say, Look silly. I mean, he could say nothing and still lose. You know, I mean, we've we've talked about Van Bronckhorst and how he's a totally different animal and people thought, well, he would never get, I mean, you couldn't imagine him ever getting involved in any kind of um, war awards in the media. So he didn't try any of that. You know, Michael Bill could have take the same approach and just, but he's got to do it how he sees fit. And and if he thinks that it can work, then fine. And if it doesn't, I mean, who's to say he wouldn't have lost the game anyway?
1: As we said, we said a few weeks ago, we discussed uh, Geo's character in, in comparison to Michael Beale. What good did being that Mr. Nice Guy do, Geo van Bronkers? Not not much at all. Cause he ended up losing his job. So perhaps you know Michael Beale's seen that, saw that you know maybe taking a, a wee leaf out of a Stephen Gerrard book. You know who wasn't afraid to throw a wee barb here or there? Knowing that you know sometimes as a Rangers manager, you need to have that wee spikiness about you. Maybe he's, he's decided, right, okay, I'm going to pick a fight and hopefully my, my players back me up. I mean, that's, you know, as I say, is maybe I'll be test these players. He, he needs to see who, who are the characters that are willing to go to the trenches with them. You know, if if, if they don't, and then perhaps, you know, his job in terms of, you know, picking, you know, he, he says he wants to call the squad. Maybe that becomes a little bit easier if he, if he sees that some of the players aren't willing to go that, that extra mile to back him up in a, in, a, in a fight.
0: Does it make it all the more disappointing when you're talking about unity and players being with him? I mean, the, the fans, there was a section of the fans unveiled a banner at Livingston, you know, two trophies in uh, 11 years. These are the standards, you know, we want to kind of uphold or what's to that effect using Michael Beale's direct quote after the Partick Thistle game about how, you know, what, did you think the timing of that was wrong? Was it unfair for the fans
1: to have a go at him? I, I, I yeah. saw it both ways. I thought it was a bit unfair Michael Beale, because he's only just new in the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's undefeated so far, he's done everything that could be asked him so far. Mm-hmm. But I think the wider point stands that in the day, you know, for Rangers, obviously we're well aware of the, the troubles the club's been over the last decade, but even still, if you take it back to when Steven Gerrard first came in, and I still think that two trophies in what the last five years is you know, it's still a pretty poor return given the money they spent, the level of player that they've had, and well, opportunities to win, I mean, if you think about the, the, the league winning year, I mean, they were so far out in front of everyone that, you know, a treble for, for the quality that the team had for them not to win a treble that year, given just how far ahead of the rest they were, it seems, you know, it's just wasteful, it was, you know, the, the, the two cup games that they lost to St. Johnston and St. Minnan was just down to sheer wastefulness, so, yeah, I can understand the fans' point of view as well, but I'm not sure even, because it did seem like a bit of a barb you know, using the word standards, given that had been what Michael Beale been speaking about with the perfect thistle goal. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think that was a bit harsh on on the, on the new manager. But the uh, record
0: of eleven years wasn't go to him. Obviously, I mean, no. he can't be accountable for that. I mean,
1: that well, was- but I think that using the word standards seemed to me as if it was being cast back against.
2: Michael
0: oh, it was. That no, well, I mean, I mean, it has it it been hard. used against. So no doubt.
2: A hundred percent. That was I did get the manager and. I like Andy. I, I totally disagree with really harsh on Michael Beal. I think mm-hmm. I think about an on goal for supporters, to be honest. And I know it was at that small section of supporters, the kind of vocal section, uh, home and away. But I would actually kind of put it out there. I, I don't think that banner <coughs> reflected the opinion of the the majority of the Angels' support in terms of having a go at Michael Beal for what he did against. Against Partick Thistle. Um, listen, of course, of course, every fan you no know, won't be happy with two trophies in eleven years. That that goes without saying. But to have a pop at your manager, as Andy says, a guy who's just in the door, is unbeaten. You no, know, has, has really lifted the place and taken them in a a terrific run of results. And a few days before a cup final, t- taking a visibly and in public have I go at the manager, I do not think it was a good look at all for, for the Rangers fans, I must admit. I think I think the wider you know, Rangers fan community would have been pretty pretty disappointed in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Great, okay. Right, I won't keep you any longer, guys. Thanks very much for your time. I think we've covered uh, pretty much everything um, ahead of the big one, so we'll see how it goes and reconvene next week to discuss who has won the first piece of silverware First piece of silverware available in the 2022 2023 season. Cheers, easy, easy for me <laughs> Easy <laughs> <laughs> right, Thanks.